Hello, welcome to the podcast Psychiatry Talk. I'm Dr. Michael Blumenfield, the Sidney E. Frank Distinguished Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at New York Medical College and currently in private practice in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles, California. This podcast will examine various topics in psychiatry and mental health. This will include new interviews with experts in various areas, as well as interviews I've recorded in the past. I will also personally discuss subjects that I've written about in my blog, psychiatrytalk.com, or on new topics. Your comments will always be welcome at mblumenfield at gmail.com. That's mblumenfield, B-L-U-M-E-N-F-I-E-L-D, at gmail.com. And now let's get going with today's podcast. Hello, this is Dr. Blumenfield. What should a therapist do if a patient tells the therapist that he or she, on occasion or frequently, drives stoned or that they're driving under the influence of marijuana? The first point to consider is, do we feel that driving stoned is dangerous? And the facts and the scientific evidence seems to support this. In a recent article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, it clearly shows that experimental studies have repeatedly demonstrated that the primary component of marijuana cannabis, tetrahydrocannabinol, impairs the motor performance, such as the reaction time, tracking, cognitive function, the attention, the ability to pay attention, decision-making, impulse control, memory, all the things that are needed for safe driving are affected in a dose-related manner. Now, it is true that performance impairments are maximal during the first hour after smoking, and then decline after two to four hours after cannabis use, such as the effect of alcohol. One can have a, a high alcohol blood level, and then after several hours, that level goes down. And there's also epidemiological evidence of the role of THC in vehicle crashes. And it shows that cannabis use among drivers is associated with about a 1.2 to two-fold increase in crash risk. Various studies have also shown that the combined use of cannabis and alcohol is associated with a greater crash risk than with the use of either alone. So we have further scientific evidence that shows the association between cannabis use and driving impairment. And this, however, contrasts with studies of the public's attitude about driving under the influence of cannabis. Regular cannabis users, regular marijuana users, often admit to driving under the influence of marijuana and wrongly believe that the cannabis does not affect their driving performance or they believe that they can compensate for cannabis-associated impairment. Uh, consuming cannabis with or without alcohol is a common occurrence that really does 
cause substantial risk to drivers who are under the, under the influence of these substances. In fact, uh, the World Health Organization estimated that driving under the use of cannabis was estimated to be responsible for more than 8,700 road traffic deaths worldwide in 2013. Okay, so this, this brings us back to the question, what should a therapist do if the patient says that they're smoking marijuana while driving? Well, the fact that they tell us that they're smoking marijuana while driving would suggest uh, on some level they're asking us to help them to stop or they want this issue to be addressed. It may be that the patient is under the impression that the marijuana was not dangerous while driving, as is alcohol. And they may, they may not understand that, that it is dangerous. So certainly education becomes really important. And, uh, and often I have information in my office, in my waiting room, about the research studies that was, uh, that was done in this regard. And, uh, and I certainly am willing and, and will discuss these things with the patient when it comes up. Now, in the case of alcohol and other drugs, if a person wants to stop, there are obviously potential problems with alcohol and other drugs because uh, of the addiction to alcohol causes physical dependency as well as psychological dependency. And, the, and with abrupt withdrawal from alcohol can cause seizures and it physiologically can be very difficult. And with the alcohol and other drugs, there's an opportunity for referring a patient to a detox unit or an IOP program, an intensive uh, outpatient program, which as far as I know, uh, are not usually available for people smoking marijuana, nor is it really necessary since there really isn't going to be any physical withdrawal. There's no real dangers of seizures if somebody uh, stops uh, smoking marijuana or if they limit the mar marijuana uh, and, and just choose to, uh, to smoke when they're, not, when they're not driving. Now, the psychological need to use marijuana may be very strong and the reluctance to give it up can be very strong. Uh, and this is getting complicated by the fact that recreational use of marijuana is now becoming more popular since it's being legalized in various states. So we have the task for society as well for therapists to educate people on the, on the dangers of driving under the influence of marijuana and also uh, addressing this self-destructive piece of behavior, although it's usually not suicidal, and you want to address such self-destructive behavior as you would other types of behavior that's potentially harmful. And the question will be, as there's uh, increased uh, persistence of the use of marijuana and there's an increased incidence of the use of it because it's becoming legalized, uh, the, this is going to become more and more of an issue. 
This concludes today's podcast. Your comments are always welcome at mblumenfield at gmail.com. That's M-B-L-U-M-E-N-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com. This is Dr. Michael Blumenfield wishing you a pleasant day.